Shriners Hospitals for Children, a mecca for childhood health care. You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to a special series on children's health. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, professor of surgery at Chicago Medical School, and with me today is Dr. Randall Betts, professor of orthopedic surgery at Temple University School of Medicine and chief of staff and medical director of the Spinal Cord Injury Unit at Shriners Hospitals for Children in Philadelphia. Welcome, Dr. Betts. Thank you for the opportunity. Today we are discussing the history and present-day status of Shriners Hospitals for Children. Dr. Betts, we've all heard of the Shriners Hospitals for Children. Can you tell us about its history and where it is now? Shriners Hospitals actually began in the late 1920s, started their first hospital in Shreesport, Louisiana, and then they built 22 hospitals around North America. It was started by a group of men. They were all Masons, and then they, a subset of Masons, then are Shriners. And these gentlemen decided, besides just having a good fraternity and a good time, that they should put their efforts towards some form of charity. And there was, at that time, there was a lot of polio. There were a lot of children that were crippled from polio with orthopedic problems. And they started these hospitals where children could be treated by excellent surgeons and at no cost to the family. So this uh, continued. It was very successful. In the 1960s, they added taking care of children with burns. And so they built a hospital for burns in Boston, Galveston, Cincinnati. And subsequently, when they built a new hospital in Sacramento, they added a burn unit there. So there's four hospitals that do burns. And then in 1980, the child with spinal cord injury was identified as another very specialized problem in children that needed concentrated care, and they opened a spinal cord injury first in Philadelphia and then in Chicago and then also in Sacramento. Now in the year 2007, they continue to treat children with orthopedic conditions. As I said, three of the hospitals for burns, three of the hospitals with spinal cord injury, and a couple of the hospitals also treat children with cleft lip and palate. All the care continues to be free. There's absolutely no charge to the, the family. There's no restrictions on who can be treated at the Shriners Hospitals. They accept that it's a condition that they have surgeons who have expertise to treat. So the the breadth in pediatric orthopedics goes all the way from the spine to upper extremity problems such as brachial plexus palsy to limb length discrepancy, limb deformity. So it's a pretty large breadth of conditions that are treated. So to be admitted to one of the Shriners hospitals, you had to have either a burn or an orthopedic injury, a spinal cord injury, as you were mentioning. Not so much an orthopedic injury or the result of an orthopedic injury that didn't get treated as well as, or didn't have an outcome as good as they would like. While we can treat trauma, we try not to compete with the local pediatric doctors or orthopedic surgeons that are taking care of fractures and things like that. We try and take care of more of the more complex things that need additional treatment like prolonged inpatient care because we we are not restricted by insurance. So if a child needs to stay in for two weeks of therapy, we can do that. 
So if there's a particularly bad fracture that a doctor's treating and wants the patient to have therapy, we can admit them and take care of that. Now, do the children ever come there straight away, or do they always go to a primary hospital and then get referred? They can. So a condition like osteogenesis imperfecta, if a child fractures a femur, they'll call us from an emergency room and they'll transfer them directly to us because it needs specialized treatment. We could take care of any of the you know, just about anything that would happen, you know, that would go to an emergency room, but we try not to compete with, you know, where there's doctors that can take care of it. So generally, most of these are patients we see have chronic conditions such as cerebral palsy, spina bifida, congenital scoliosis, and so we take care of more of the complex problems like those. And the total number of Shriners hospitals in the United States? 22 in North America. So there's one in Mexico and there's one in Canada. And specifically in your area of expertise, that being spinal cord injury, how many are those? There's three, one hospital in Philadelphia, one in Chicago, and one in Northern California. If you have just joined us, you are listening to a special series on children's health on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, professor of surgery at the Chicago Medical School, and we are speaking with Dr. Randall Betts, professor of orthopedic surgery at Temple University School of Medicine and chief of staff and the medical director of the Spinal Cord Injury Unit at Shriners Hospitals for Children in Philadelphia. Today we are discussing the history and present status of Shriners Hospitals for Children. Dr. Betts, you mentioned that in the 1920s, Shriners Hospitals were begun by Masons. How did they do that financially? The group of Masons that then went on to create an additional fraternity called Shriners then had a dues structure, which a very small portion went to the hospitals, but they also then did events such as there was a circus and they would raise money from the circus and the profits from that would go to the hospitals. They also then went very aggressively asking for donations and many of the Shriners who then would pass pass away had the Shriners hospitals in their wills. So the majority of their endowment actually has been built by wills and the endowment now is somewhere between 8 to $9 billion, and the interest of that is what runs these 22 hospitals, and that's how they're able to offer this expert care at no cost to the family. What made this group specifically wish to do this as opposed to all the other groups? I think you have to look to the goodwill and the insight of those Shriners that were together, gathered back in the 20s, trying to decide some way to do something good with their extra time instead of just partying. So I think they decided that somebody must have told them that there was a need to help children with orthopedic problems, mostly from polio that was pretty prevalent at that time. And in these days of hospitals having so many financial pressures and difficulties, the Shriners hospitals are still entirely without cost to the patients? That's correct. So we are able to, through the generosity of the Shriners, each hospital works on a given budget, and we're able to increase our budgets every year through the generosity of the Shriners. The endowment continues to grow. And of all the charities in the country, they advertise, I think it's like 96 cents on every dollar that's ever been donated 
goes directly to the care of the child or for education of healthcare providers or for research into new developments. So it's an incredibly efficiently run charity system. That's wonderful. Just from a practical perspective, if a child or adolescent has health care insurance, do they then donate that health care insurance, what the benefits that they would receive to the Shriners Hospital? They can't donate the insurance. Like in Philadelphia, we are partnered with Temple Children's Hospital. Our buildings are side by side. So if a child has insurance, we can utilize the operating room at Temple Children's Hospital. Our hospital has its own operating rooms. But if a child has insurance, then we may operate on them at Temple Children's Hospital and then utilize the family's insurance to pay for the OR costs. So, for example, a spine fusion for a child with adolescent idiopathic scoliosis, if we do it in-house, if you take account the instrumentation, the blood, the spinal cord monitoring, the anesthetic drugs, et cetera, it costs us about $60,000 to do it spine fusion. So if we can do it over Temple Children's and utilize their insurance, it's the same surgeon. So I may be the surgeon, I'm just operating in another hospital. And that just means we have that money available to take care of a child that doesn't have insurance. So many of the Shriner hospitals are conjoined with uh, another hospital so they can do what you do? That is the new model. There's only a couple that are built that way, but as the new hospitals are being built, such as in St. Louis, upcoming in Los Angeles and Honolulu, they will be teamed up with a children's hospital. What really is the difference between a Shriners Hospitals for Children, as we're talking about now, and rehabilitation institutes? The main difference is at Shriners Hospital, we also do elective surgery. So we have, in our hospital, have three operating rooms, and we have inpatient beds, but we also have a large outpatient facility, but we also have rehabilitation beds. Generally, a a rehabilitation hospital does not have the ability to do surgery, and they don't have surgeons on their staff. They generally just do rehabilitation, but we do both for children. So in other words, since you do the surgery and the rehabilitation, a child does not have to transfer to a more chronic care facility from your institution? Correct, not at all. Is there competition to get into your hospital? No, because if somebody has a condition that we can help, we will take them regardless of whether they could pay or not pay. It's a, it's a wonderful way to practice medicine. So we um, pride ourselves, and the Shriners have been great trying to hire the best orthopedic surgeons in the field that they've staffed their hospitals with. And so the children that come to the hospital, they can get the best care available for these conditions, regardless of whether they have the best insurance in the world or no insurance. And what about overcrowding when there, if there's too many patients? That's not been a problem. If we get a long waiting list, we, in a rare circumstances, will transfer patients like on occasion from Tampa, they got backlogged with spine conditions. They sent the patients up to Philadelphia to get their surgery. But we also outreached, like, to Puerto Rico. And so, fortunately, the conditions that we take care of, there's not that many cases, although we do do a lot of volume. We do over 1,200 surgical cases and about 10,000 outpatient visits. Like in Philadelphia, there's 25 other pediatric orthopedists taking care of most of the children. And we just try and concentrate on the 
really complex cases and the children that need additional, what we call wraparound surgery, where they really need additional therapy, whether it be physical or occupational therapy or speech therapy. And the government is not involved at all? That is correct. Sounds like a wonderful organization. It absolutely is. It's just a wonderful system of charity hospitals, and it's very upbeat. I would encourage any physician to, if they have the chance, to stop by a Shriners Hospital. It's really a a very upbeat place when you see the children with chronic conditions that are being taken care of. I want to thank Dr. Randall Betts, who has been our guest. We have been discussing the history and present status of Shriners Hospitals for Children. I'm Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, and you have been listening to a special series on children's health on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, please send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.